Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio. My best friend Mike Harmon and I broadcast every night from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, Mike Harmon, baseball doesn't exist tonight unless something happens. We're not going to bring up any day games Nothing that happened Why during would the day. We? No, 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 no. No, not we're going to do that nope. on the podcast nope, so you can nope, curse. Nope, nope, Because that'll be far more entertaining <laughs> if you get an expletive-filled rant in about your team. Meanwhile, what we're going to start with tonight is a little something different. For the last few days, the discussion has bubbled up, and it's awesome because, look, NHL fans are always being underserved. And every time hockey fans go, oh, no one ever talks about hockey, all these things. Charles Barkley was even talking about the NHL playoffs. And they'd say, I'm glad I'm watching that in the green room behind us because all these NBA games suck. And you know what? 
Charles Barkley's right. We've you may about not this. agree with a lot that Charles Barkley no, says, but that I mean, Charles, Even, that including his safe. analysis of the NBA playoffs and the players and their efforts. But this, but that's this a, is spot on. That's a pretty safe state. Look, we've talked about it for a few days. How bad the playoffs have been in the NBA. There have been two good games in the last two weeks. One was last night. You thought game five between the Celtics and the Wizards was going to follow up and be another nail-biter? No, instead we got this. Three seconds to go. It comes over to Carlson. And that is it. Time has run out. Final seconds tick off the clock. The Celtics answer with their biggest lead of the series, their biggest win of the series, their best game of the series, and now have a chance to go for the closeout. The final score in Game 5, Boston 123, Washington 101. Celtics Radio Network on the call. This game was a blowout. Boston led by 12 after the first quarter, steadily pulled away. Look, the home team's winning all the games. So you know who's winning game seven. Who's that? They'll go back to Washington in game six. The Wizards will win by 30, and John Wall will say, oh, we're one game away and all these wonderful things. And Isaiah Thomas is going to say, this next game is going to be the biggest game of my career. He'll score 40, and then they'll win. They win tonight 123-101. Thomas only with 18. Bradley, the huge night, 4-7 to seven from three-point range. He was good for 29 points. Celtics win in another blowout fashion. Scott Brooks, after the loss, we didn't have the focus we had to have to start the game. Thanks, Coach. Good job. Good effort. <laughs> On game six adjustments. Ready? Here, here we go. Here's, here's the laundry list. Play better. Shoot better. Rebound better. Pass better. We need to do a lot of things better. You know, showing up would change a lot of that. It, yeah, it you know, would. Actually coming out in the first quarter and pretending you want to be there and that it's not a, seven, ah, whatever, we go back home, I'll fill the next one, we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll keep alternating games and eventually it'll be a best of 20. <laughs> What's the, I, I think it's 8-7, I don't know, it might be 8-6, I don't know. I, We're playing I, a game of 21 now. Yeah, win by two. Listen, there's nine days between games now because everybody's exhausted. I don't know. We start again on the 4th of July, then we play again on Labor Day. That's where we're at. But you contrast the Celtics' win tonight over the Wizards with the Penguins eliminating the Capitals in Game 7, 2 nothing shutout. Right now, Ducks and the Oilers, and the NHL could be looking at the Oilers, the Senators, and the Predators in the conference final. Yes! Yay. The Edmonton Oilers lead Anaheim one nothing into the first period. Anaheim had a goal uh, called off because of an offsides whistle. You can't go back and review it, so could have been a 1-1 game. The officials giveth. And they take it away. As best I can tell, looking at the Sabruder film, mm-hmm. that it was the proper call. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, you know, look, they were beneficiaries of a big yeah. call at the end of game five oh, when they had know. that big three-goal comeback. And now, not always is the whistle going to blow your way. So that's that's going to happen to you. But, Ducks fans around here, you heard a lot of cursing. Good thing we're in a soundproof <laughs> booth. But, but look at the contrasting the NBA and the NHL playoffs, which everybody has wanted to do. And we're going to tell you exactly what the difference is between the two sports and why one sports can be so exciting and one can be so boring. In the NBA, we know what the end result's going to be. We know it's going to be the Cavaliers and the Warriors in the finals again. Right? We know that's going to happen. Teron Lue was talking about Teron it today. Teron Lue was even talking about the Cavaliers, the Warriors can be the, can be the new Celtics-Lakers. They're not even in the finals yet. Normally, if someone says something like that, that's bulletin board material for days and weeks and months, and we're blowing up talking about it on Sports Talk Radio. Can you believe the coach said he's completely blowing off the next round of the playoffs? But because it's the NBA and the best team always wins, we go, yeah, 
He's right. How about that? He's right. Yeah, he's That's right. confidence. Good he's for right. him. He's, he's got right. LeBron. But but the <laughs> well, wait, wait, LeBron's hurt. Wait, wait, wait. Well, wasn't that the, wasn't on, that on, the big on. thing that everybody was joking about over the last 72 if hours? We had well, LeBron. If we had LeBron and putting that in everybody's mouth. Hey, hey, if the Knicks had LeBron, they'd be in the playoffs. We'd squeak into that eight seed. You're just seed. looking to get into just the playoffs. That's, all, <laughs> that's all you were looking for was the eight seed. <laughs> We'd squeak our way in, I'm sure. Please. I'm sure LeBron could have closed out the game for the Mets in the ninth tonight. But here's the thing is that we know the best team always wins. No eight seed pulls a stunning upset and makes a big run to the NBA Finals. It doesn't happen because the has and the have-nots – it's too difficult a procession. So you always get the best teams. You can get upset here and there once in a while. Sometimes a six will be to three. Four or five is a toss-up. You know, you get to the later rounds of the playoffs. If it's one and three in the conference finals, sometimes a three. But you don't. You earn a championship in the NBA more so than in any other sport because you have to go through the best of the best, and the best teams always do it. So it's boring. And now we're not even getting close games. We're getting real blowouts between the haves and the have-nots. And we've talked at length about how we had an 82-game preseason because we knew it was going to be the Cavs and the Warriors, and all we did was find out that, boy, James Harden can be better than we thought, Isaiah Thomas can be better than we thought, and, well, look at Russell Westbrook. That's it. That was 82 games, 30 teams across the country. The best teams always win because talent always wins out. But now you look at the NHL, and here are the Capitals who year after year win their division. They're routinely over 100 points. They're always one of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference, and they've not gotten out of the second round with Alex Ovechkin. They lose tonight to the Penguins 2-0. Marc-Andre Fleury with a shutout, and so the Penguins move on. The NHL is going, oh, my God, thank God we got Sidney Crosby in another round of the playoffs. Just don't hit him into the boards again. <laughs> We're amending the rules right now that says we can check on him anytime we want. <laughs> But here's the difference, and you want to know why the best teams make it in the NBA and they don't in the NHL. Because, like we said, look at the Oilers making a run. Look at the, look, you know, look. You got the Oilers and the Ducks here, ready to go to the conference finals. The Nashville Predators, as an eight seed, are getting ready to go to the conference finals. The best teams don't always win in the NHL, and it's one reason, and it's one reason only, is because in the NHL, a hot goaltender is the great equalizer. You could be playing the best hockey in the world. You run into a hot goalie, and you're cooked. It doesn't matter. You will get that one or two breaks a game, and if the goalie is hot for a round or two rounds, it doesn't matter. Look at the Penguins, okay? Murray had a phenomenal season, but then he gets hurt warming up for game one against the Blue Jackets. So here comes Marc-Andre Fleury, who was on the backside of his career, still is very accomplished, had a great career, won a couple of Stanley Cups, had been a great goalie, but you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And he shows up, and he's a wall for the first two rounds of the playoffs. His save percentage is 930 for the playoffs. He's been impossible to beat. And I know the Capitals are upset at their effort and all we could have done better, but when you run into a hot goalie, there's nothing you can do. It brings the most talented teams equal with the muckers and the grinders and the teams that just look for a deflection or some kind of luck, some kind of break to get in there. Sometimes it's the excitement of a goalie coming in that, that can booster a team, and that's what it is. That's why the best teams win in the NBA and they don't in the NHL because the NHL has that wild card of the hot goalie that the NBA doesn't have. Well, you slow it down in the, in the playoffs. You get to clutching and grabbing, and it's not a wide-open game. Regular season? much different than playoff hockey, which is why those that haven't experienced it, haven't had a chance to either get to an arena or just sit and really enjoy the the way the game flows. And when you've got Doc Emmerich giving you the call, I mean, it's like a symphony. 
working for you. But you talk about the Capitals, 90-plus points in every full season over the last decade. Six times they've had 100 or more points as we've gone through. You've got Ovechkin with all the individual honors. He's got the Karlamov, Karlamov make sure I get that right, mm-hmm. a trophy, which is awarded to the best Russian. So you got that. Wait, too. didn't Putin get that? I saw him. He was answering questions well, you about You can't Comey. touch him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I saw Putin yeah. answering questions about James Comey last night in full hockey gear going out to play a game, and there was nobody checking him, no one trying to take the puck away from Putin. The video I saw, he was skating like Ovechkin. Well, he's across. got the force. I'm all alone. Yeah, he's got the force around him. Like, there's a force field there. No one was taking the puck away from Putin in that game. There you go. Taking it further, going through the... The annals of NHL history. We're just going to go back to 2002-2003. The team with the most points, the President's Trophy, has won the Stanley Cup twice since 2002-2003. 2007-2008, it was the Red Wings. 2012-2013, it was the Blackhawks. Otherwise, you're looking at an awful lot of conference quarterfinal defeats. Last two years, the Capitals, second-round defeats. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. We broadcast live from the Geico Studios. There are X factors in the NBA, and there we. I'm, I'm always fond of telling you. Look, when you see a team's path to an NBA championship, you can always point out one or two players, a couple of games, a series that perform unexpectedly. And, and, you know, it's not like say it's always just it's cut and dried. It's this. There are those players. There's always the unaccounted for boy. Trevor Ariza, I didn't think he was going to have a big playoff. Who knew? Ryan Anderson. Look at Ryan Anderson hitting those shots last night. Who knew? There's always that way. But by and large, talent always wins because the teams with the most talent just out-talent everybody else. James Harden, if the Rockets win this series, will get out-talented by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. He will get out-talented by the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. The Spurs will get out-talented by the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. That's just how the the Celtics or the Wizards will get out-talented by the Cavaliers. That will always, always happen. And in the NHL, you can have all the time. But you know what? Sidney Crosby can have seven shots on goal in the game. If the goalie's good, he's not getting any. And and that's that's just the way it works. It makes for a great NHL playoff because the NHL playoffs is more like the NCAA tournament where you get upsets, where the NBA playoffs is a lot like, okay, you, we need to get through stuff to get to the excitement because the excitement level's not there yet. It will be there in the conference finals because we'll at least have just two games to two teams to worry about and we know what's coming with the Cavaliers and the Warriors and we're building towards it. But that early round excitement, it's just not going to be there because I feel like teams are fighting over, you know, the stakes they're fighting over are nothing. When Isaiah Thomas said today before the game, so this is my this is the most important game in my NBA career. And yeah, you know what? To Isaiah Thomas and the Wizards and the Celtics fans, this is a very big deal. To 99% of America, we go, yeah, whatever. Because whoever wins is just going to get crushed by the Cavaliers. And that's when I care, when it's LeBron and the Warriors in the finals. So as much as you, you're trying to prop up this, hey, here's the story, here's the story, and it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. But really, in the grand scheme of everything, how important is it? Because we know what's going to happen afterwards. Fox Sports Radio, Jason, Mike Harmon, my best friend. He is at Swollen Dome. If you have any T-shirt ideas yeah. you'd like to have him make up, hit him up and he will make them and, and charge you a we're gonna, very nominal fee. Yeah, next week we're going to start animating Jason Smith, literally. <laughs> Coming up next, you are not going to believe who just got an NFL job instead of Colin Kaepernick. Why is he unemployed? 
It is very, very simple. We have the answer. I'm very, very excited about it's it. It's not Tim Tebow. I will tell you that. It is not <laughs> Tim Tebow. Or is it Tim Tebow? It's not Tim Tebow. Or Another job for Tebow. Tebow. How about that? Next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news. Great news. Want to save some money? <laughs> Don't buy LeVar Ball shoes. Want to save some money? Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now, Game 7, the back end, the West Coast nightcap. Edmonton leads Anaheim 1-0. Winner moves on to the Western Conference Finals, where the Nashville Predators await. And I'll tell you what. I say it a lot. I know the NHL's not fixed because you could have Ottawa, Nashville, Penguins, and that's fine. You know, yeah. I, I, I get it. You, Penguins, that's fine. And the Oilers yeah. in the conference finals. That's not how the NHL would draw it up if they're looking for relevancy and eyeballs north of the Canadian border. Now you have to, south of the Canadian border. Yeah, you got to create a lot of storylines now. Yeah. So we need a big fight. Where something. is Ottawa? Ottawa is a country. No, no, no! We're not going to do infomercials on no. geography. It's like when uh, it's like when uh, uh, the Simpsons. Britain has invaded the Falkland Islands. Oh my God! The Falkland Islands are a group of islands right here. <laughs> Where is Ottawa on a map? Hey, there we are. Now, is this person a senator in Washington or a senator in the National Hockey League? You know, you get games like that. That's how people are going to try to get by. That's, we can do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, ready? James Comey. Eh, neither. Oh. Uh, uh. A lot of celebration there. Ducks with a 5-1 shot advantage. The Oilers just killed off a Ducks power play. 13 minutes remaining in the second. 877-99 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca. That's Twitter. At How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. So, guess who got a job? Before Colin Kaepernick. Who? Take a guess. Somebody you never would have expected so to, if we go down to get a job before Kaepernick. Pantheon. Quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Your guy? The beard? The neck beard? No. Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have a job in the NFL no. right now. I tried. Is not Ryan Just trying to think of guys that you would be on the radar for potential you know, starting backup quarterback positions. It's not. I'm very, very excited no, about it. No, not excited. It's not Tim Tebow. He's got enough jobs. He nope. doesn't have time for the NFL. Not Tebow. Is That's it true. Ryan Leaf? That's not. <laughs> he has been doing the rounds. we uh, doing a number of interviews. Ryan Leaf may get signed before Colin Kaepernick. Blaine Gabbert. Ah, Gabbo. Blaine Gabbert. Gabbo is coming. Did you hear that, Smithers? Blaine Gabbert signs a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. He will fight to be the backup behind Carson Palmer. And already social media is ablaze with now officially Colin Kaepernick is blackballed from the NFL because of his politics. Because of his political stance, he is blackballed from the NFL. How does Blaine Gabbert well, Blaine get a Gabbard's job? Blaine Gabbert's the guy that becomes Kaepernick the, doesn't. the trivia question answer. <laughs> Let's, it's very simple. Why Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. And anybody who says it's because of his politics, you're just ignoring half it and you sound silly. Number one, Kaepernick and, and Gabbert played on the same team the last two years. Year before, Gabbert was better. Last year, Kaepernick was better. But you know what? They both stink. They both stink. Right? Kaepernick did put up some stats 
in the middle of last year, but it didn't translate to wins. He lost games against teams like the Jets that they are should have never even been a question of them winning that game. Kaepernick, you, people look at that and go, oh, a 16 touch. He wasn't that good. They stink. He was okay at best. But the bottom line is Colin Kaepernick has not been good for a very long time. For a very long time. So, why is Colin Kaepernick not signed? You can't sit here and, and sit here and go, well, you know, look, at worst, Colin Kaepernick's one in the, in the bottom third quarterbacks in the NFL. Really? I should go sign a guy because of that? He's in the bottom third of quarterbacks? Ryan Fitzpatrick's in the bottom of third of quarterbacks. He didn't get signed. Jay Cutler had to bleep and retire. Who's better, Jay Cutler or Colin Kaepernick? I mean, come on. Really? Who's better at this point? Jay Cutler is still better. These guys are at Tony Romo. Uh, you know what? I'm retiring. Why? Because nobody even wanted to trade for him when he was supposed to be the Super Bowl guy. You can't tell me that, oh, he's being blackballed. But I'm going to be real. It's very simple. Colin Kaepernick does not have a job because he stinks. And also, there's the politics thing on top of it. If he was good, he would have a job. It wouldn't matter. But add part three. Blaine Gabbard's going to sign for about a million dollars. Okay, he's bargained basement. Mm-hmm. Look, we he know may not what... even get paid. It may just be, listen, come in and we'll give you money every day for meals, like $21. Yeah, you work through this, and maybe you're the backup, maybe you're not. But it's a minimum deal. From all the reports, <laughs> Kaepernick was still looking for one of those $9 million a year backup jobs, not coming in on something like this. So to assume categorically that none of these teams have talked to him there's very a very distinct possibility that there's just no team willing to meet the asking price in this process as well if even if it was the asking price coming down it wouldn't matter because no one views Colin Kaepernick as a viable alternative and starting quarterback anymore when the arrow goes down on you it doesn't come back up it doesn't the arrow was going down on Jay Cutler it wasn't coming back up the arrow was going down on Tony Romo, and no one saw it coming back up. Look, we told you, he's injured. It, it, it's the best thing for him. He's in the broadcast booth. But if he could play, Kaepernick would have a job. If people thought Kaepernick was the answer, it wouldn't matter. The same critics who say, well, you know, if a guy can play, it doesn't matter what he does off the field. Someone's still going to sign him and give him a chance. These are the same It's the same attitude to say, oh, well, well why? The guy can't play because pot? No, no, no. If he was good, he would play. Right? You can't you can't say no 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 no. No, if he was good, he would play. Because that's the general consensus. If guys can play, they'd be good. Well, it's always the first excuse um, for yeah. an off field transgression. Unless you do something so horrendously awful that we can't have you back. Ray Rice, they couldn't have back because there was video. So they couldn't have him back. Adrian Peterson, there wasn't video. So we had him back. And the Vikings had him back. And now the Saints are gonna have him back. If it was so if it was so you can come back. You can come back if you are talented. But Colin Kaepernick hasn't been the answer in three years. And teams have turned the page on better quarterbacks than Kaepernick this offseason. But, look, I'm not naive. It's part of it. But it's the, it's the on top of it is this. It's like, you know, I really not interested in Colin Kaepernick. Would you be interested if he didn't have the politics thing? Eh, you know, I'm still not sure. But the politics thing just cements it. It cements it. You know what? I don't know if he can be an asset. I don't think he'd be any good. And I may wind up with some kind. I don't know how the guys in the locker room are going to react to Kaepernick with his stance. I'm not sure. You know what? Let's just stay away from it. But this is not reason one. Reason one is talent. It's always talent. Reason one A is and the politics that go along with it. We want to go back to, well, you, you mentioned 
guys who we played the trivia game, who'd got a job, and there was the great Tim Tebow quote. That was what ended up sealing Tim Tebow to a degree, right? That was part of the argument was distractions and what's it worth when he got a guy battling for a backup role who could be a, a spot starter for a couple of games. Yes, I know. The wins. Marion Barber, you still gave him an extra win, and I'll never forgive you. But <laughs> you look at the the fact that he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. He was a sub-50% passer. Kaepernick's career completion percentage is just a shade under 60%. In today's day, the NFL, with the number of screen passes and short passes and slot receivers, that's nothing. That That's terrible. So, And he's not the runner that he was four years ago. So where is he as you're trying to set up an offense? The politics is part of it. I don't know what percentage. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's, we're drawing a big piece, the, it's not the number. We're drawing one the big pie. It's part of it. It's a sliver, but, but it sure as hell is not. But the, you, you look the at majority the majority of it. You look at the NFL draft. Joe Mixon comes in. Bengals. Yeah, we'll take you. We got you. Lyle Collins. You got problems. Come in. We got you. Oh, Laramie Tunsil. You're smoking dope on video the day of the draft, but we'll take you in the first round. It still happens. If these guys didn't go, you'd say, "Oh, they're being black." But all these guys are taken. Why? Because they have upside. All of them have upside. Kaepernick does not have upside anymore. Well, not to mention the number of quarterbacks that got drafted this year and what we're, we're counting, what, 8 to 10? Kind of like point guards in this year's NBA draft. We're looking at quarterbacks possibly coming into the league next year. You're going to go and, no, you're going to tank. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a team that is middling at best, you're not going to go do anything if you think that was going to improve because – the cavalry's coming in the form of one of these shiny new quarterbacks next year. What do you got, Golden Headphones, Bellinger? Kaepernick does have more upside than Hackenberg, McCown, and Petty. Uh, well, that I, yeah. know, that I don't doubt. But when you're tanking, then, you know, it doesn't I matter. I mean, nobody takes a knee like Kaepernick. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers could be sure. available, and the Jets would say, The Jets nope, take a lot nope, of knees. Nope, nope, nope. It's no. a perfect fit. Uh, no, 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 they're never in victory no, formation. No, no. What are you talking no, about? No, no, the Jets are right in the flat of their back. That's where the Jets are. They go They go right from upright to laying on the ground. No, honestly, with the Jets, you could have a really good quarterback available this offseason. They would still would have said no because they want to they wanna get everybody. And this is the reason. It's not about Kaepernick. This is about anybody because anybody could have been available. If you could have had a, Mike Lennon, they could have had, and things might have been better. But what they want to do is completely torch it, tank for this season, and then get Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and get a great quarterback that they can have for the next 12 or 14 years. That's why the Jets are doing Everybody's got a plan. It's not number one about politics. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harbin, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, more on the NBA playoffs. Special guest stop and by with us, Fox Sports Radio. We're in the club with Matt Harvey. Harvey, you're pitching Friday. No game tomorrow. Don't go to the ballpark tomorrow. No, he should go, go tomorrow. Show you're dedicated. No, don't go. Don't listen to him. He's Show drunk. up early. He's drunk. Stay away. That I'll may be you. the case, but you should still go. Shut up. I'll get you another shot. Yelling in the club, new feature of the show. <laughs> Just getting warmed up. The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, we saw another incredibly competitive 
Funny, it's, show. It's fantastic. <laughs> Was it the guy spinning the plates the this NBA, time? Uh, spinning plates is always competitive. Dog fetching a frisbee, maybe. It was the Boston Celtics taking Game Five. Home teams won every game Dang. so far. They route the Wizards one twenty three to one hundred one. But still, that doesn't mean we don't have all kinds of players deciding. Hey, when the games aren't that good, I'm going to start yapping. Joining us now on the hotline. Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports Radio, NBA Insider, Chris Broussard. Chris, what's happening? I'm great. How are you guys? You're starting to come around to my idea of instead of the second-round NBA games, it's LeVar Ball answering viewer questions for a half hour. That would do it. That would be get higher ratings. <laughs> Probably more exciting, right? It's, it's crazy. I mean, I and, and, and look, Washington's going to win game six. Probably in a blowout, <laughs> and let's just hope. Let's just hope for a close game seven. Let's just hope for a close game seven. These blowouts, you know, people people are wondering if the Cavs and Warriors dominance has kind of messed up the playoffs. I think the blowouts are a, a bigger problem. I mean, you want to watch a great game. Now we've had some. Last night's game was close with Houston, San Antonio. Memphis and San Antonio had some close games. But, man, I think, I mean, obviously the overwhelming majority of games in the second round have been all been blowouts. It's, it's pretty much, it's you know, I, I see your point of how when you get to this, you want to see a good game. And this is the problem I see for the NBA is that we had an 82-game preseason to get to this point, And now we're finding out the first couple rounds of the playoffs or even more of a preseason to get to the conference finals and the NBA finals. I see the NBA could be headed to an NFL situation where, okay, you know, the ratings dip a little bit and they kind of they kind of erode a little bit year to year. The NFL is trying to figure it out. The NBA is pretty simple. We know what's going to happen in June. You know, having must-see games, i got to get to the TV for. I'm not going to get the TV form as much as I used to. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things with the NBA is that their postseason is so long. Now, I think it's great. I mean, the blowouts notwithstanding, in general, I think the NBA playoffs are great. Look, they're longer than any other playoff season. You know, baseball isn't this long, doesn't have as many rounds. Obviously, football is not as many games and rounds. The playoffs in the NBA are like a season unto themselves. And that's why I think, you know, I, I think that adds a layer onto what you're talking about is that, like, I mean, you can really just get into the postseason and that's satisfying. It's like two months. That's like a season, you know? And so I think that's going to be a challenge for the regular season. You know, look, there's been some talk, not, not officially talk among, in the league, but, you know, a lot of people have talked about maybe shortening the season because of players sitting out in games and stuff. But I also think that the injuries that you see in the playoffs and not just this year, they're always injured, key players who are injured in the playoffs. We can just go back a couple years to the finals when Kyrie, Love, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were hurt for Cleveland. I think that's something, that's, that's kind of more evidence, in my opinion, or more support for shorter regular seasons. So maybe injuries won't be as much of a factor in the playoffs. You had Kyle Lowry, you had George Hill in Utah. You know, Rudy Gobert, Blake Griffin. I mean, we could go on and on with the key injuries. 
Yeah, but Kyle Lowry said he doesn't want to play in the East because it's LeBron, so he just gave up and threw the white flag up anyway. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Uh, one of the things you, you were on Speak for Yourself and, and the quote, I'm a James Harden fan, but he's not delivering in the clutch. We talked about it quite a bit last night, how they, even with Kawhi Leonard nursing the ankle on the on the, on the bench, we, we saw between Simmons and, and some of the other switch-ups, just he be. Harden became a non-factor in the fourth quarter in overtime. And you're yeah. seeing Gordon and Lou Williams keep chucking the ball up. They're awful, and he never tried to take over. What happened? Yeah, I, I think two things are going on with the Rockets. Um, number one, not necessarily in this order, but Mike D'Antoni, we've seen this script before. This looks like San Antonio Phoenix where D'Antoni's a great regular season coach, um, but his lack of attention to detail, his refusal to jump on guys and hold them accountable for doing the little things, like, you know, how to cover a pick and roll, making sure you do it the right way, making sure your rotations are sound. You know, you saw Popovich jumping on Pau Gasol at yeah. the end of regulation on a play that I was sitting there like, what did he not do? You know, and, and it didn't cost him the game. And he's yelling at him. You're not going to see Mike D'Antoni do that, especially to a critical player. And that always comes back to haunt the D'Antoni teams. I remember those Spurs Sun series. It was a broken play here on the Suns part. It was a missed assignment, a missed rotation. A, a screwed up defensive, you know, play that would always do them in. And even when you know Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire got off the bench in the brawl, the Spurs players didn't get off the bench. That's attention to detail. And remember, they were suspended, and the Suns going to lose that series. I think that's a factor in this Rocket Spurs series. Secondly, James Harden, as I said, he is. This has now become a pattern where he is just crumbling in the clutch. We go back to 2012, the NBA Finals. He's in Oklahoma City. He averages 17 points that season. He averages 12 on 37% shooting in the Finals. I would give him a pass because he was so young. He was a pup. You think, oh, that's, that's all right. Let, let it go. He'll learn. But then 2015, Houston against Golden State in the Conference Finals. He has a game in game five. He goes two for 11, 13 turnovers, a playoff record. He has four playoff games with nine or more turnovers. That's the most in the last 30 years. Remember that rally that Houston made against uh, the Clippers in game six to save their season two years ago in the second round? They made that rally from a 17-point deficit with Harden on the bench. You know, and then, of course, last night, just, I mean, three, four turnovers in the in the fourth quarter or in the overtime, 0 for 3 from the field. You know, he can't even shake Manu Ginobili, at the, who's 39 years old, at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, again, I am a big Harden fan. I thought he was MVP two years ago uh, instead of Steph. But he, he it's, a, it's bottom line is it's happening over and over again, and it's something he's going to have to solve. Follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard. That's at Chris underscore Broussard. And his latest In the Zone podcast, he debates LJ, the greatest of all time, Kawhi, Harden, and more. Again, the latest In the Zone podcast. Check it out. It's pinned his top tweet.
at Chris underscore Broussard. Chris, as always, man, appreciate it. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you hopefully after a non-blowout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Later. Right, see you, Chris. You know, here's the thing. And my playoff idea, just really quick. Yeah. My playoff idea I've thrown out there the last couple of nights on the mm-hmm. show. The top two teams in the NBA regular season in each conference get a bye. And teams three through eight in each conference play double elimination. Yeah. You get seven or nine days of phenomenal games. You get elimination games almost every night. And the top two teams in each conference get to rest. You won't see players sitting out that much during the regular season because they will want that bye. You don't want to wind up in that crazy-ass you know, double elimination tournament. This idea can work. You know, look, everybody's looking for ideas. And last, are we throwing this out there? Clipper Daryl. Yeah. Tweeted at me. I said, hey, I got to get an idea in front of Steve Ballmer. He said, what do you have? I told him the idea, and he's going to get it to Steve Ballmer. Boom. Let's go. We're winning. That and the hot dog gun. We win. We are reinventing. Yes. The NBA. Fox. Oh, I thought I heard Steve Ballmer. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next. Would it be President Rock or President The Rock? Would it be The President, President Rock, President The Rock? The Rock may be president. That's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. So this is where we're at with how... People view the office of the president of the United States with Donald Trump winning, who was a reality star and a businessman who owned the back pages of the various New York newspapers for most of the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Anybody thinks they can do it. Many people. Maybe it's because we see the president portrayed so much on television. Oh, I can make that idea work. I can do that. I can be better than President Bartlett. But now many people think I could do it with no experience. The latest is The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, in an interview in GQ, said that it's a real possibility he could run for president. It doesn't matter what you think! Now, that'd be awesome. Like him with Putin, and he would say, uh, Mr. Putin, what do you think I should do with these stories that you hacked into our election? And Putin says, well, I would... And then he would jump in and say... And that is right. Congress would stand up and go crazy, and people would hit each other over the head with chairs. It'd be awesome. If oh the my rock God! He did the rock bottom on Putin. <laughs> Suddenly, Kim Jong Un comes out with a two by four. Watch out, Rock! Watch out! Jim Ross is just sitting in the corner of the Oval Office, waiting for a moment to escalate. Would he be President The Rock, or would he be President Rock, or he just say, "No, don't call me Rock. I'm Dwayne Johnson." President Johnson. I mean, he's... He can't be President Johnson. That sounds like, you know, Lyndon Baines Johnson. That'd be kind of weird. You want... I mean, I want my president to exert, you know, No, because then Vince McMahon has a piece of it. I want to exert He's got to work that out in terms of copyright and all that. I mean, you know, like you calling yourself the kid. TM here in the Geico Studios. But I wouldn't be President the Kid. I'd be President Jason. Because I'd want people to call me by my first name. No. You know, like in like in school, when the kids call you Mr. Jason. You know, you're Mr. Mike, and everything. You know, I'm of, not Mr. Mike. You're not Mr. Mike. You know that you're one Magic of the, Mike. No, one of the, no, <laughs> not. Yeah, in the school. What are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? At one point, one of the kids, <laughs> one of Madeline's friends, called me by the color of my shirt. 
So it became a thing that all the kids started doing. So oh, okay. whatever shirt I'm wearing. Oh, Mr. Orange. Mr. Mr. Orange, Mr. Black, Mr. Mr. Pink, Mr. Purple. Mr. Purple. Mr. Now, I, I don't have a pink shirt, but at some point I, I should just... So when, they get the whole Reservoir Dogs experience. When a kid calls you the wrong name, you go, no, Mr. Purple's another guy in another classroom. Yeah, and then when they say, hey, Mr. White, I say, say my name. Pretty soon everybody fights over who gets to be Mr. Black, okay? What do you got, Golden Headphones? Here's how The Rock would end every one of his speeches. Okay. What the Rock is cooking! Nancy Pelosi is stage diving. Oh, it'd be awesome. Sean Spicer is like Paul Bearer, just like, oh my goodness, and he's clutching an urn. And, oh, that would just, I mean, that would be awesome. You can imagine him and Toretto's gang all showing up to go save the world like in North Korea. They're all driving fast cars and find some crazy-ass way. Well, because that's it. They're showing diplomacy. He's showing his diplomatic skills by getting along with Vin Diesel after a big dust-up to be able to create billions of dollars more in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Would Vin Diesel be his vice president? Or we'd be an unofficial advice. We'd be his chief of staff. It would be Jay Glazer would be his vice president. It would be Jay Glazer. (laughs) That's right. Don't forget, they also did this on Saturday Night Live in a cold open. Where he was the rock and the the Hulk kind of thing mashed together. All right. No, I'm just trying oh. to think who else from the Fast would be in his cabinet. Like, like Michelle Rodriguez, would she who? be the press secretary? I think probably. Although I you know I you see Dwayne Johnson I mean, it would be tough for Vin Diesel because he he's he's kind of the alpha guy, but he kind of isn't. They brought in The Rock to save the franchise, kinda like we're bringing in the rock to save the United States and maybe save the world. You know, I, I don't, it would be tough. He would be Vin Diesel would be like, is he on our side? Is he not? I mean, they play it up great, but I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, officially, could he have a gig? Well, it could be just a, a setup, so that you know that's one of the first acts, and then mm. you know it's misdirection. Okay, all right, and then it's kind of like out of a WWE script. All right, as yeah, just as- like the one you're reading from here in the Geico studio. Look, and if there's room like for ludicrous, like a Secretary of State. Or Tyrese Gibson as, as you know, something. Ludacris, oh, Tyrese secretary Gibson. of getting down. No, Tyrese Gibson. I mean, he had an album called Chicken and Beer. He, would he be- can bring people together. <laughs> he's he's actually I, got a place in the in, Atlanta International Airport called Chicken and Beer, too. I could dig Tyrese being the guy telling us everything. Hey, you look great there. Hey, what are you wearing? Come, come up here. Come, hey, why don't we leave right now? I mean, that was what it was. Is that out of the ride at Universal Ooh. again? Back to a big story <laughs> from the NBA next on Fox. <laughs> Diet Coke! Yes, Tropic Thunder is on. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. I'm really having fun with this. The Rock could be president. Because picture this. The Rock runs for president, which he says he could do in GQ. Big interview today. Tyrese Gibson is his press secretary. Ludacris would be in charge of, like, cyber defense. Michelle Rodriguez would, like, get kidnapped by North Korea. And then The Rock would have to call Vin Diesel, who is, you know, family. And sitting at home, not doing anything because, you know, The Rock is the president and Vin Diesel's not. He's probably very upset The Rock is getting more attention than he is. But The Rock calls him and says, Toretto, brother, I need you. He's not Hulk Hogan. And then, well, That's a whole other wrestler. No, he calls him brother. And Nobody he says, has to say, like, brother. Brother, he says, I need you. And then Toretto shows up, and they all get in those crazy-ass chargers and skylines and challengers and go, and they, they 
get Michelle Rodriguez. Brother. There's video of them. You know, we send a crew embedded with them into North Korea where they're you know, driving all over the streets and, and doing flips and stuff and saving Letty. That would be awesome. All right, where does Steven Seagal factor in here? Oh, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy you don't know. He's oh. like the guy Kim Jong-un would have in charge of his army. He's like the second, like the Mr. Joshua of Lethal Weapon. Like, there's a big bad guy, and then there's a next bad guy you spend a lot of time fighting. How about the rest of the guys currently unemployed after the end, at least short term, of the Expendables? Oh, okay, that could work. How do we bridge that, that together? That could work. But I like the Seagal thing because you could have Toretto fight Seagal, and then The Rock gets Kim Jong and they both feel satisfied. Go, okay, I got to fight a very big person. Nice. Which one's yeah. a worse actor? 877-99 on Fox. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, uh, I would <laughs> Anybody say... Anybody see Richie? I would say, in that order, The Rock is number one because he's the most natural on camera. He's fantastic. Then it's Vin Diesel, and then it's Steven Seagal. Right. I just, I just, you know, want to see. I want to see over and over just people put gifs on the internet of of Dominic Toretto saying "family, family." Sounds like Caesar. Family. family. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. If you put, here's what I want. Just real quick. Hey, just real quick. I would like somebody, if you're listening, to put together a vine, whatever it is. I'm sorry, rest in peace, vine. To put together 20 seconds of Charlie Hunnam saying "family" from Sons of Anarchy into Toretto saying. Family. From all the Fast and the Furious movies. Is it an O or an A? It's, I, it's, it's not Gino Toretta. No, it's Toretto. Dominic Toretto. Toretto. Not Gino Toretta. Dominic Toretto. Because, you know, when I, I think of the last surname is Toretta, right. I smile. No, no, Toretto. Dominic okay. Toretto. And then you have Caesar from the new Planet of the Apes movie saying, family. So have all those families here. Just mash them up once and we'll all retweet it out. What do you got, Golden Headphones? Now, all those castings are great, but you're missing the most important one. And possibly the greatest one. Oh, uh, all right. What am I missing? You are missing casting Alexander Ovechkin as FBI director. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Here I thought he was going to trot out. And a guy that should have a post in your cabinet, his name is John Cena. I really thought it was heading that way. I don't know where President is. I know we're not in playoff now, but it happens. Well, he's got a lot of time on his hands. No, there's now. nothing. We lose again. It happens. I don't know what happens. Fox Sports and Radio. His name is John Cena. <laughs> the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Carmen from the Geico Studios. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter. At how about a Fresca? Speaking of Ovechkin, the Capitals get eliminated in Game Seven tonight at the hands. Of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the final score is two to nothing, and you know what? Look for all the boringness we've had in the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs have been pretty bleep and exciting. Look, Charles Barkley is talking about it and comparing, saying, "I'm glad I can watch the NHL playoffs in the back." Over times are very exciting. Look, I've been a hockey fan my whole life, but I get I get where hockey is in the pecking order. But it's nice to see the playoffs and the NHL shine over the NBA. Now, it's going to get completely dwarfed. We're not having this conversation when it's the Cavaliers and the Warriors, so enjoy the time we're at right now. But you want to look at a great analogy of the Capitals, who have been a team year after year to finish at the top of the Eastern Conference, over 100 points almost every year. They're at the top, President's Trophy winners, and they've never gotten out of the second round in Alex Ovechkin's career. They're a little bit better version of the Clippers, but the analysis between the Capitals and the Clippers and Ovechkin and Chris Paul, they're the same players. As incredibly talented as they are, 
and they can't. They have they have great success in the regular season. Clippers have had great success winning fifty games a year with all their all stars. But when the playoffs come, they go home early. And the same thing for the Capitals. The playoffs come, and Ovechkin goes home early, and he's the number two guy in the game. I mean, he's even a bigger star in the NHL than Chris Paul is in the NBA, and he goes home every year in the second round. No, that's just it. He is the guy, three-time MVP, the Karlamov Best Russian Award. I, I love that that's an award that as you're going down the dossier, I don't think you had to say it was a Russian award. You'd say the Karlamov Award. Oh, that's a Russian well, award. Well, someone's going to have to go in and look up. Wait, what is that? Well, it could be the Comey uh, Award. Is that the, yeah. the Lady Bing or know. one of those? I but, mean, it's... Just an award for being the best Russian player. Who won the James Comey Award? <laughs> You're just going to keep going Too back soon? to the well. <laughs> but you got a three-time MVP, seven-time first all-NHL team, four-time all-NHL second-teamer. You talked about the points, 90-plus points every full season for the last decade. It's hard to believe he's been in the league that long. That's a whole other thing, and how the aging process works as we go. But, you know, Ovechkin's on that pedestal, right? We talk about three to four guys that really move the needle in terms of conversation in the NHL, and you had two of them squaring off here in Ovechkin and Crosby. You have the Taze and Kane when the Blackhawks are rolling, but obviously bounced unceremoniously very early this year. Does anybody so get bounced away. ceremoniously? Just real quick. Yeah. I mean, you always hear, no, there's you always pageants unceremoniously. Yeah. But no one gets bounced ceremoniously like, hey, you guys are great. Go home. That's eh, always No, no, no. Un- that's when the team. Unceremoniously no, you're bounced. unceremoniously bounced if you're expected to win. Again, it's but they like don't a, say, oh, you get your come they up were and... very ceremoniously bounced. Like an old team that has accomplished a lot, but we didn't expect them to win in the playoffs. We're bouncing them ceremoniously. How about you just let me speak? I'm just wondering. I just, just something you said. That may I, I wonder. Now. We'll yes, have to absolutely. figure it out. All right, get back to your. Well, app. they do the handshakes. I mean, that's a ceremony in and of itself. <laughs> <It's> lo- <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Go back to your. There's that too. The bouncing of your ceremonies. Go there ahead. you go. So we've got a handful of players that you care about. Chris Paul is one of thirty NBA guys that get a bunch of ink since he's out here in Los Angeles. And yes, when we look at his career stats, he. He gets a, a little more run, and, and he's got some impressive numbers, but he, he's hardly a one-to-one comparison. We look at the teams and underperforming when we take the Clippers finishing first or second in the Pacific for the last six years straight. Now we talk team, team, and it's like Robert De Niro taking the baseball bat, which is exactly what you've gotten out of both of these teams. They're the guy left at the table, blood running. and You see what I get? All right, fall in line. Twitter it up out of Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. I would love to see Doc Rivers try to explain hockey, though, if we're making that analogy. I, I, I'd like to see it. Oh, you know, it's not, it's not Alex's fault. Don't blame Alex. It's all of us. It's not Alex. It's not, it's not, it's not you know, he's, uh, um, uh, does he play for us? Yeah, he's, oh, he's great. You know, Sydney's great, too. You know, Sydney played for us. No, oh, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, speaking of the NHL. The Mighty Ducks have just taken a 2-1 lead over the Oilers in Game 7. Three on two break. Talbot gets beat, and the Ducks now, they were down 1-0 in this one, and now it is a 2-1 Mighty Ducks lead in the third period. The Ducks looking to advance to the Western Conference Finals against the Nashville Predators. Meanwhile, tonight in the NBA, we saw the Celtics 
crush the Washington Wizards. And what can you say at this point? The home teams won every game. The Wizards didn't bother and, to show up. Scott Brooks you know, told you everything you needed. We didn't come out with the intensity we needed. No kidding. We watched the game. And, <laughs> Give me something better, coach. I mean, this and, is... and riddle me this. It's game five of a series <laughs> in the playoffs. You're the number one, you're playing the number one seed. You're not ready? Come on. I I get that benches play better at home, but I mean this year and all the playoffs. You know, you go from winning one night by 25, you lose the next night by 25. It makes absolutely no sense. Yet this is the NBA playoffs. And when you argue about the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs, the one thing you can say is this, is that the NHL playoffs have an unpredictability to them. The NBA playoffs do not. When you see the seedings for the NBA playoffs, you know who's going where. You know who's going to win. Beginning of the season, we knew okay, it's going to be the Warriors and the Cavaliers, and where are we? We're a few days away from the Warriors and the Cavaliers. In the NHL, you go, I don't know, here's my best guess, but look, is anybody going to wind up having Anaheim, Nashville, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh in, in, your, in your finals? I mean, of course not. There's an un, and that's a great thing for the sport is that there's unpredictability because you need some of that. Because if you're talking about the playoffs as a whole, right, no matter what happens, the end of the playoffs, the NHL can say, we had a great playoff. Does it translate to ratings? It's not. No, but the NHL, they're, 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 they know where they are. They, they know their role, like President The Rock would say. They know their role. Listen, we're happy. We want to move with positive momentum, and, and we're happy. We'll have a good playoff. At the end of the NBA playoffs, no matter what happens from here on out, are we going to say it was a good playoff? We're not. The NHL is happy. They, they, you know, no one's going anywhere. The NBA is fighting a big boy problem on a big boy scale, and that's going to be declining ratings because if there's declining ratings in the NBA, that's a bad thing. You talk about declining ratings in the NHL, people go, yeah, that's been a story every day for the last 15 or 20 years. Tell me what else is new. It just goes by you. But the NBA and the NFL, when you hear stories about declining ratings, that is absolutely bad for business. And you're going to see the same kind of thing we talked about this with Chris Broussard in the NBA. We've seen recently in the NFL where, you know, they're just losing a little bit of rating. They're losing a couple of percent here, a couple of percent there. And that's happening with the NBA now. You're going to see it because people are going to realize there's no such thing as a must-see game in the NBA until you get to the NBA Finals. Any other game, I can skip. Maybe Game 7, Rockets, Spurs, okay. But any do I really need to be there for Game 6 of the Celtics and the Wizards? Even though Isaiah Thomas is the story of the season so far, along with Russell Westbrook, how good he's become, the superstar he's become, and James Harden as well. No, I don't. If I'm a regular fan, I don't need to get to the TV for that. I don't need to get to the TV for any game during the regular season because it really just doesn't matter, and fans are going to realize that. And so slowly it's going to be, oh, that game's on tonight. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Uh, my, my buddies are going out. I'm going to go out here. Or you know what? No, I got to get some shopping done. Or no, I need a good night's sleep. I got an early day at work tomorrow. People are going to find reasons to not watch NBA games when it's a non-final game. Well, what's interesting as we, we break it down and we're looking at doing the comparisons, NBA to NHL, best record in, in talking about the fact that the Capitals go home early, finishing in the second round once again despite winning the President's Trophy and doing the quick comparison of champions in both leagues, only twice since 2002-2003 has the President's Trophy winner in the NHL won the Stanley Cup. That's the Blackhawks 2012-13, the Red Wings 2007-2008. In the NBA, it's happened five times, including three of the last four years. Otherwise, you go back to Boston at 07-08 and the Spurs 
in 0203, tied for best record with the Mavericks, and then went on to win the title. So you're, you're certainly looking at, and on the other side, you've got usually the number two or number three team has run through as well. So you're seeing best competition. It's hard to make the sale. Again, if you can make the finances work, mm-hmm. like your playoff idea, oh. we've talked about the shortening of the regular season to 65 games or whatever that magic number is for a long, long time. What we do know is coming up this next year, they'll certainly take a longer, harder look at scheduling because the players revolting and taking days off. But you've got to figure out a way to make those, those 82 games mean something other than just here's another bobblehead or giveaway or you can go shoot for your shot at a car from three-quarters court. <laughs> You've got to have something else going on because right now we're just walking and, and going through the paces until we get to mid-June anymore. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harbin live from the Geico Studios. More NBA coming up in 15 minutes when Draymond Green apparently is not getting enough attention. We'll tell you what he had to say today. But blah, coming blah, up blah, next. Blah, 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 blah. Guess who's got a job before Colin Kaepernick? And anybody who wants to defend Colin Kaepernick and go, oh, he's being blackballed, you're being stupid. I'll tell you why next, Fox. I'm very, very excited about Tim? it. Tim? some What the rock is cooking? Dwayne Johnson used to be the rock. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. It's a long road from Scorpion King 2, let me tell you. <laughs> I like to tell you, American people, in it Fast and Furious 8, when I had my foot on that missile, when I was holding on to the car, and I was sliding on the ice with one foot, I knew I had to put that missile and blow up the bad guy, and I want to say, that's what I'll give you as president of the United States. Gotta drown you out, what are you doing? How dare you? Fox Sports Radio. I haven't seen it. Whatever movie that was, I haven't seen it. Why do you got to spoil the fact? Yeah, but why you got to spoil it? You never know when I get a wild hair and decide that's what I'm going to do. I might have been saying something that didn't even happen. You have no idea. But that's you shouldn't do that. Absolutely. Then I would have no desire to see it whatsoever, based on what you're telling me. I know I I don't need to see it. (laughs) Oh, okay. What did I just say? Tell me what I just said. Rockets and what? And what skating and, and, and what? No, there was no skating. And, o- and Ovechkin. No, no, you talked no, about Ovechkin being on the ice. The you talked about being on the ice and how Ovechkin, no Ovechkin was told to get off the ice because he didn't belong there anymore. <laughs> that they were advancing deep into May, and that he had no role in any of this going forward. Okay, all right. He was a non-essential to the plot. All right, so we're firing. We're firing Ovechkin like James Comey. You I'm just, just cost the Rock another billion dollars. I, <laughs> He's going to come here and just break through the bulletproof glass. <laughs> Good. It's kind of a big deal. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Ten minutes to go in the third period. Anaheim trying to advance to the Western Conference Finals. They lead Edmonton 2-1. to one. Anaheim was down one zip. They got two to, well, they got two to go ahead. They got one in the second and one just a few minutes ago. Richie with the goal in the third period. He's got four shots on goal tonight. So the Oilers. Have a lot of work to do. Connor McDavid, show you're a star. I mean, I'm just saying. But guess who got a job in the NFL today? 
And I'm very, very excited no, about it. No, see how awesome would that be? Come on, uh, I mean, James, really? James Lofton elevated we, we would his have, game. There would be no. We wouldn't even care about the the whole Russia James Comey stuff. Would be a backseat. Tim Tebow's back in the NFL. No, not Tim Tebow. Blaine Gabbert got a job backing up Carson Palmer in Arizona. Going to fight it out to be the backup quarterback behind Carson Palmer. This means Colin Kaepernick still does not have a job. Mm -hmm. And already social media is crazy with the now that Blaine Gabbert got a job, Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. That was the line in the sand. That's, as soon as Gabbert's head was affixed to a new team. Yeah, that Smithers Gabbert is coming. You're right. As soon as... <laughs> That should be the lead on Arizona News. Arizona hey, coming up next, sports. Gabbert is coming. Gabbert. But that became the line in the sand for everybody looking for their latest 800-word or three-minute video thought piece on Kaepernick going forward. Wait, Gabbert got a job? Well, that's it. Let, let me let me just dissect this and, and tell you why. If you're saying he's blackballed, he's blackballed, you're stupid. Number one. And I'm not saying, it, you know, the politics is not a part of it. Colin Kaepernick is not a very good quarterback. The arrow is no longer going up on him. The arrow is going down. You can look and say he had decent numbers when he played last year, but for the most part, he played like Colin Kaepernick in the last three years, which is a guy that nobody thinks can still be a viable quarterback in the NFL. That's the deal with Colin Kaepernick. That is what people believe in Colin Kaepernick. Jay Cutler couldn't get a job this offseason. He didn't have any political things to stand up on. Tony Romo couldn't get a job this offseason. Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't had a job offer this offseason. I mean, well, if two anything, years ago was good. If anything, but. if we're going to go down the road of the, the politics with owners being the onus here, then Jay Cutler should have had a job because he was on the right uh, right wing. <laughs> I mean, like if we're going to go down that road okay, sure. and you're going to say it's because of the right wing politics of owners that this is under underway, then Jay Cutler should have been welcomed with open arms. Those guys all did not get jobs this offseason. We're forced into retirement. So stop with, oh, it's about politics for Colin Kaepernick, because it really isn't. Has Colin Kaepernick, for everybody who wants to tweet out and go, oh, he's blackballed, he's blackballed, does anybody know if Colin Kaepernick wants to be a backup? Because that's what it is. You can't, I mean, nobody, you, you can't tell me, oh, how does a guy have a job? He was in the bottom third of quarterbacks last season. He should have a job. Why is that? Why, why would you want a guy that stinks anywhere on your roster as anything more than a backup quarterback? Colin Kaepernick opted out of a lot of money. And Kaepernick, by all the, the, the people close to him, say he's not given up on football. He wants to play. Now, he's got to give up on his dream of being brought in as a starter and realize that if he's going to play, he's going to be a backup. Is he okay with getting a couple million dollars a year for, as, being a backup? Because that's the job out there. That's the job. No one thinks Colin Kaepernick can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And even the most hardy of Colin Kaepernick defenders can't say he deserves a job to be the chance to be a starting quarterback. He has proven he is not good enough. So it's about being a backup. But no, I want to go all crazy and political on Colin Kaepernick because, you know, we should have a job. If he has said, hey, I'll take whatever money. I want to be in the National Football League. I want my career to continue. You don't have to worry about me. You don't have to worry about this. I want to continue. I want to restart my career, rehabilitate it. Money is not an option. I've not seen that from Colin Kaepernick. I've not heard anything about how okay he is being a backup. So don't tell me that suddenly, oh, Colin Kaepernick's being blackballed. The real reason he's not signed yet is, number one, he stinks. If he was talented, 
somebody would sign him. Because no matter how talented you are, when you can bring something to the party that is not, we can't, it's not something that we can't get past, we will sign you. We couldn't get past Ray Rice because there was video. But Adrian Peterson came back. We've seen guys in the draft. Oh, Laramie Tunsil, gas mask on the day of the draft. Yeah, come on in. Joe Mixon, there was video. We even let him in because he had an upside. We didn't know if Ray Rice still had an upside. We'll still let you back in. If you have talent, you can contribute. We'll still let you back in. So Colin Kaepernick, if he still had talent, he would be in. There's many worse things people have done that are staying in the NFL and getting chances in the NFL than kneel during the national anthem. He doesn't have a job because he stinks. The one B reason is, and on top of it, there is his politics. I'm not naive to say that's not part of it, but that's not the main reason. If Kaepernick was good, he'd have it. It's more like a a reason you say, well, the main reason I'm not doing this is this, and on top of it, there's this, and I'm not going to get involved. That's a reason, but it's not nearly the reason. It's 70% talent, 30% his politics. That if I could break it down that way, maybe maybe 75, 25, that's what it is. If, if the arrow was ever pointing up on Colin Kaepernick as a quarterback, he would have a gig somewhere. Well, that's as we go through his splits, he was great in the first half of games last year and terrible. And obviously the 49ers were no good, but you start going through those and you're trying to figure out where he fits in terms of, of an offensive system. For the season, still completed few, less than 60% of his passes. You're looking at a good touchdown-to-interception ratio, but he doesn't run like he used to. Part of it's the offensive change. Part of it is trying to switch to being more of a pocket presence. And we don't know what conversations he's had with teams. Blaine Gabbert, from all reports, is signing for about $900,000. <laughs> Maybe a, bo- a bonus for that gets him to make him a two-comma kid. Maybe he gets to a million. But right now he's a camp arm plus is where Blaine Gabbard is on, on the pecking order. So you're, you're talking about a minimum deal, no promises. You come in, your competition, at least for a number two clipboard holding job. I don't know that Kaepernick wants no, to go down there's to been, that There's rate. been no discussion that he is okay accepting and that for kind all, of role. For all I know, he's had discussions with a bunch of teams and it's moved on. We don't know that. But when we're looking at, saying Blaine Gabbard's the, the reason that this has to be true, that there, there's so much more in your algorithms and in your player evaluation to figure out a fit. And with a lot of teams looking at young quarterbacks, either in the draft this year, just uh, undertaken this past month, or looking ahead to next year, you, you're also trying to evaluate your long-term process and whether Kaepernick would fit in at this point in his career. So I don't dismiss it. But to say that that's the primary cause, I, I think, is is naive. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, apparently, Draymond Green has decided no one is paying enough attention to him because of what he's done the last couple of days. But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon, we broadcast live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save. On auto insurance right now, 241 to go in the third period. Anaheim, two, Edmonton, one. The Ducks win. They go on to the Western Conference Finals of the NHL. They take on the Nashville Predators. Meanwhile, Ottawa and Pittsburgh play for the right to go to the Stanley Cup Final in the East after Pittsburgh wins Game 7 tonight by the final score of 2 to nothing. 
But before you go any further, yes, are you, are you single? You dating on match? If you're single and not dating on match, you are really missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at match.com. That's match.com, 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 M-A-T-C-H.com. If you are an upset Capitals fan, you and other Alex Ovechkin fans can commiserate together and maybe connect. If you're a happy, 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 happy Penguins fan, you can connect. If you're a Mets fan and you're very upset with how Terry Collins has completely mishandled the bullpen and how I want his head on a stick today, well, you can commiserate with other Mets fans. You leave out the this violent is, imagery. This is an absolute joke. Really, I, 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 there, I was as mad at Collins and Familia today as I would be like if Zoe did something really bad. That's how mad I was at Collins and Familia. I, I, I was, I'm just going to be I, honest. That's lunacy. Oh, my God. I was so That's mad. Absolute lunacy. My my wife goes, "What's wrong?" I go, "Just let's just go. Let's just go have lunch. Let's just go have lunch." That's I had to, I had to. I could, it's it's so when I can manage a team better than the guy managing the team, oh, here that's we go a big again. deal. Come on now. Hey, you know what I do? Not pitch all of my relief pitchers every single day, which is what Terry Collins does. Familia pitched 3 days ago. Brings him in yesterday in the ninth inning of a 6-1 game. No, no days no days off. No reason to. No reason to bring your closer in the day after he pitches in the ninth inning. Of a game. So they bring him in last night and he pitches. Now a day game after a night game, he comes in in the ninth inning, is not sharp, gives up four runs, and the Mets lose. Because Terry Collins figures, I want to pitch everybody in my bullpen every single day. The top three guys in Major League Baseball, appearances, pitchers, the top three guys are all Mets. He's burning out this bullpen. It's like he went to Joe Torrey's school and said, oh, hey, I'm going to do what Joe Torrey did with his relievers. We'll have him for one year. I'll burn him out so they can never pitch again, and I'll move on. Wow, that's Dusty oh. Baker with starters. <laughs> they they kind of merge relax. as we go through. You got to relax, man. It's uh, only the second week of uh, May. It's a long season, and we're certainly not look. Wow, we're looking forward to the Jets. You're not. J e t e Jets. So a day ago, Draymond Green reiterated what he had said in his Dre Day podcast from two days ago. Apparently, Draymond Green is bored with the Warriors not having any games for about a week and a half. So now I'm going to make news every day because I'm Draymond Green, and it's enough about KD and Steph, but when there's no games, these guys don't talk, so this is my time to shine. Well, he and Ty Lue are just looking <laughs> ahead and finding other things to talk about <laughs> than the series before the series. So earlier this week, Draymond Green said both in his podcast and postgame after the Warriors down. eliminated the Jazz before they went out to Benihana for dinner in Utah. Should have promoted his podcast in the... <laughs> Press briefing, too. You know, the Dre Day podcast available. Speaking of podcasts, the Jason Smith Show podcast right after the show is over. Go to iTunes. You can download it. Any portion of the show you want, whether we're talking about The Rock as president and the Fast and the Furious guys as his cabinet sidekicks, Colin Kaepernick, whatever it is, right after the show is over, go to iTunes, download it. You can hear any part of the show. Give us five stars. Rate us. We will love you forever. Earlier this week, Draymond Green was asked his opinion of the Cavaliers and what they've been able to accomplish by going undefeated in the playoffs. His exact response, word for word, I thought teams would compete a little harder. I just watched San Antonio-Houston. I like to watch good basketball. I like to watch teams playing good basketball. When you watch Cleveland play, you're only watching one side of the good basketball. Those comments made headlines. Wait a minute. The other teams aren't good. They're not playing hard. Whoa, what is this? So that for, was what we said on a podcast <laughs> that you could find on iTunes. Maybe uh, 
I don't know, a couple months ago. So for 48 hours, this has been the opinion. And Draymond Green apparently does not like that that is the opinion. So today he talked about defending what he said and blame the media for blowing his statement out of proportion. I can tell I was disappointed with, the, with uh, their competition. First off, people always want to take a statement and put a piece, take a piece of a statement and then say, oh man, Draymond said the Cavs aren't playing anybody. They never say, Draymond said Cleveland's playing great basketball. Everybody's always chasing the headline, the controversy. Watching ESPN is not watching, like watching a controversial reality TV show. It's, you know, it's pretty pathetic that that's what the headline everybody wants. First of all, Draymond Green is the happiest guy in the world because it's exactly what he wants. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what he wants is people talking about him and what he said, and he wants to play the, oh, wait, now you're blowing up what I said, but now I'm a story. So it doesn't matter. Now I'm going to play that whole card. His exact words were, I thought teams would compete a little harder. That's what people focused on. Cleveland playing great basketball. No, no one, no one said anything about that. No one said, "Oh, Cleveland stinks." You just, you disrespect Cleveland. No, I thought teams would compete a little harder. This was about the Raptors. This is about the other teams in the playoffs, the Pacers. Mm-hmm. I thought teams would compete a little harder. That's a very controversial statement because you are calling out the effort and the overall desire to compete of other teams in the playoffs. That was the headline. But now Draymond Green wants to turn it around and say, "I didn't say I was disappointed with their competition." You actually said you wish the teams would compete a little harder. You actually said that. It's like now in America, people have decided I can say what I want to say, and even though I'm 100% wrong, or I can turn and lie about it, and it doesn't matter. I can do that now. I can say something, and it being proven not to whatever it is by somebody else, and then when I get asked about it, I go, you know, that, that wasn't what I said, or I, I, I didn't say that. And it's maddening because you're arguing with people without logic. But Draymond Green is doing exactly what he wanted. He got exactly what he wanted. He wanted to be controversial, so he is. And now that it's controversial, people are saying, hey, back up what you said. It's, oh, I didn't say this. And the media is starting a war with me. Yes, it's the media starting a war. If you don't do a podcast where you say, I thought teams would compete a little harder, no one's talking to you. No one is talking to Draymond Green. We're not paying attention to him. We're trying to figure out something to talk about outside of Draymond Green, but he knows that. So that's why he said what he did. I'm not fooled for a minute that this is exactly what he wanted. But don't sit here and say, oh, it's not what I said, when it was exactly what you said, because the court of public opinion, because you're not an elected official, you're an athlete, people are going to say these things about you, and the tide will turn. And as we've said from the beginning, when it blows up for the Golden State Warriors, and eventually it will blow up because nothing gold can stay, Draymond Green will be the guy with his finger on the TNT button. That will happen. Well, he's got authored two ludicrous things. If you're going to be the villain, stay the villain. Okay? You put it out there. There was your hot take. That was it. You you put that out as to how bad the Eastern Conference was. Own it. Unless you're going to tell me that, hey, you know, Adam Silver called me and he said, hey, you know what? I really need to rethink or Ty Lue or someone in the front office said, no, no, no. Don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> Not the bulletin board thing, but just you know, disparaging the product. The other thing was the talk about Kelly Olynyk and being a dirty player and whatever else. Like, Draymond Green, when you put the tail of the tape in terms of technical fouls and incidents and everything else, it's a joke. It's it's a TKO. It's a non-starter. You're not pairing them up in the ring because it's a waste of everybody's time. So he's stepping in it and doing so with full authority and full knowledge of what he's doing and then saying, hey, 
not me. Just like when LeBron went to Miami. Like, you became the villain. Just own it. Embrace it. And Draymond Green, you've got it for a couple of years running. That tag's not changing. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Well, the conference finals are set in the West. The Ducks hold on, defeating the Oilers 2-1. to one. They move on to face the Nashville Predators right now somewhere. Steve Gorman is pouring champagne over his head like crazy because he's going to get to see his Predators play in a big seven-game series. Coming up next, we have more from the NBA and maybe a little shark humping. Oh, I said that. Shark humping. There's no sex. Yeah, I'm out on that one, buddy. There, there may not be, but there's something, Fox. So you've heard about the shark humper. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So this picture has been very popular the last few days, going viral over the weekend of a guy who apparently caught a shark out at sea and took a picture of himself like laying on top of it Uh like he was... There's no sex. Getting friendly. Yes, getting friendly with the shark. I have now photoshopped your head onto that body, and we're going to sell T-shirts. Oh, boy. Well, that would be be a very popular T-shirt. There's a lot of outrage for it, obviously, because here's someone who went and, you know, killed an animal and now is posing with it, you know, on his boat. And many people are upset about this. But then the story went in a really weird direction. First, people thought, it was the founder of Jimmy John's, the sandwich. How about shop. that? Which, if it was, I'd have to stop eating at Jimmy John's. Why? It would be hard. Well, I, if a guy was, you know, humping a shark and he was, you know, I, I, that would be tough to support. You still eat at Subway? Uh, <laughs> why? The, there's no horse meat anywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, you don't know that. I, I, there's no. Everything is fresh. Well, we do know their chicken is not chicken. Uh, we do know that at Subway. <laughs> I just had a chicken rotisserie sub the other night. It was pretty good. See, um, you still go there. They've been in the headlines for some but, uh, but less than stellar things. It, it would have been it, it would have been difficult, but guy I mean, that you used to stalk on I, the red carpet. I love yo. That was very difficult. Wasn't me. But <laughs> I love the bread so much. I probably still would have gone. But it would have been very difficult because the bread at Jimmy John's is like I don't know what how they do it, but it's it's fantastic. Feel sick. Anyway, it's not the guy that runs Jimmy John's. They said no, that's not our guy. Categorically ruled him yes, out. Yes. Not him. Even though he's smiling at the camera and everything. Okay, fine. Then they're this. Wait till started- that facial recognition software <laughs> gets up to speed. I, yeah, I mean they had it in twenty four. Jack Bauer could have had that facial recognition. Can't yeah, they but do that's that? Kiefer. They can match Kiefer it. can do anything. They can match it to anywhere in the world. Right? They could ma- that was in Fast and the Furious 7, the facial recognition. Hey, hey. They can find anybody in the world. <laughs> that was seven. seven Does it matter? Seven, not eight. Does it matter? Seven. Maybe not everybody's caught up. It how doesn't do, have the same leisure time. How do, they, how do they not? Well, it's not a spoiler. It's just what they're you know trying to get. I mean, they had the fa- anywhere in the world they could find somebody with facial recognition software. So, but they can't find it. But now, anyway, there has been a group of people who think that possibly it's Florida head football coach Jim McElwain. And it's gotten so deep at Florida that now reporters are asking McElwain if it was him Humping the shark. And when it first came up, it was like, yeah, I don't Not know. jumping the no, shark. Not jumping the shark. This no, is not a Fonzie situation. No, no. no. no, is that is that you on top of the shark getting friendly? And, you know, no, no, no. 
But then reporters aren't letting it go, and they keep asking him, is it you? Well, first and foremost, I don't know who it is, but it isn't me. What's your just feeling in general? Just that something like this I, could even get out there and become a story? What? Well, I guess that's for you guys to answer. And, you know, in the world we live, what is a story? I just know this. It isn't me. What I mean, I can't believe he actually gets a follow-up question. Well, how do you think that that gets to the world, Coach? Like it's his fault. Well, you don't want to talk about like him a ah, little bit. Forget about spring football. We're in the Geico Studios. Which is better? Which is better for business for everybody? Right now, McElwain's saying, "I was going to save that story for a big halftime speech against like LSU or something." And you know, when I was fighting that shark, and I thought the shark was going to win. But if you get a good, good one-liner from him right there. How many radio stations have stolen the did this happen somewhere in the world or in Florida story? This was it. Look, this was the one-liner that was going to be on every morning zoo show from here to Kingdom Come. It just, look, from what I get, I, if it was Jim McElwain, I think we would have known by now. Hey, that's coach. But McElwain just doesn't have the wherewithal of the high-profile coaches yet when it comes to dealing with the media. A guy like Nick Saban would just go, guys, 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 guys. And it would be done. And that would be it. But Jim McElwain, he doesn't project authority or power. He's not Urban Meyer. He's not Jim Harbaugh who would just say, I drink milk. I don't do this to sharks. But I could if I wanted to. I could rip a shark's head off with my bare hand while I'm next to a recruit. Because I wouldn't go rip a shark's bare head off with my hand if a recruit wasn't here and wasn't a five-star guy that could go to Michigan. All these strong bones from drinking milk. Yes. Exactly. That allowed me to do All- so. All those guys would know. But Jim McElwain said, no, I'm going to no, stop answering the questions. Dude, don't ask me. I Moving on. Let's talk about our quarterback battles. <laughs> How does the guy follow it up with, what do you think about something like this being out there? Guys, what the, what very the hell long, is wrong with you? In a long Q&A. Hey, they got to the heart of the matter, though. They didn't oh. dance around it. They went. They, they had nothing else to ask him about. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't care. How's the depth chart looking? Don't matter. Well, how's the signing class looking for next year? Where, where are you focusing as you travel? Nope, nope don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sharks. What do you got, mean? golden headphones? That reporter needs to be at Popovich's press conference oh, tomorrow night. I, I, you know what? I'll I, pay for his flight if I have to. That, fly from Florida? Yes, absolutely, to Houston for that. Because uh, you know what? Only if you can get them to ask if it was Popovich on top of the shark. Wasn't me. If we that could be go- the first question, no matter what happens. If we could do a GoFund yourself between the lot of us here in the Geico Studios to send Frostburg out, no, no, to no, do that. Get that reporter, and we'll pay for Frostburg. his ticket. If that's yeah, if we his get first Frostburg question. out there, that's got to be his first question. Yeah. We'll do it. Big story from the NBA next on Fox. Maybe it was a cheat. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, final hour live from the Geico Studios, Woo! where 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more in car insurance. For more info. Visit Geico.com. Tonight in the NBA, well, the biggest story is that Clipper Darrell is going to get our fixing the NBA playoffs idea to Steve Ballmer, which we found out. So that's a very big deal. Well, it's kind of a big deal. Do we have to get that in slideshow format? Uh, I don't. Well, I'm waiting to hear back from Clipper Darrell. I, I just need to know the method of delivery. We have the, had the idea... This week, you know, three nights ago, we talked about it. To fix the problems with the NBA playoffs, you have the top two teams in each conference get a bye in the first round. And then teams three through eight in each conference play a double elimination tournament style. And the two teams left standing in each conference at the end move on, and the playoffs then begin one plays four and two plays three, however it's seated. 
This works because you are guaranteed excitement every single night with a double elimination tournament. It's not one game and out like a single, okay, boy, play. will you play 82 games for one game? No, you know, we'll give you another game. If you play badly, you show up and play. We'll give you another game to be able to get it going. So you have all kinds of interest for the first seven, eight, nine nights. The teams that finish first and second get the rest they all want because that's what all NBA teams want is rest. We want rest, we want rest, we want rest. No one's resting during the regular season because the buys are that important because you don't want to have to play in the double elimination tournament if you don't have to. And you know that if we get one of the top two seeds, then we'll be sitting around hanging out and plenty of rest for a week or eight or nine days. It works, except, you know, people who would lose money because there would be less games. But this could save the NBA. Clipper Daryl, we said last night, we joked around, ha-ha, you know, we got to get this idea to Steve Ballmer. Clipper Daryl tweeted at me today and said, what's the idea? I'm like, oh, we're going to have this thing in front of Steve Ballmer in a day. So wait a minute, now he's a special advisor? It's Clipper Daryl. Does he have a desk? Clipper Daryl's been the Clippers mascot for 100 years. He's gonna. He got, My kids know Clipper Daryl. He could walk into Ballmer's office tomorrow and say, I got an idea, and it involves bettering the playoffs, and there's a hot dog gun. Still working on the prototype. <laughs> that would it's work. met with limited success to this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we're, we're figuring that out now, we could have Ballmer in here in studio with us. I wonder if you could smell money when he walked in, if you would just smell money. Smell like just, money no, or just, just, no, money. just money? He just walks in. That's his cologne is money. Uh, I think he's a cashless individual. <laughs> So that doesn't even add a lot of it, but I don't think he has to actually carry it. Got these flip-flops at Payless for nine ninety nine today. I'll tell you what, it's how the rich stay rich. The NBA playoffs tonight had another non-exciting game. Celtics beat the Wizards, just like it's gone throughout this entire series. The home team wins. 123-101 is the final. So now the Wizards will go back home for Game 6. They will win Game 6. We'll go back to Boston for Game 7. Boston will win. And then we'll get to the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. But there's been a lot of talk, and it's become a big topic of conversation, which has been kind of fun, actually, over the past few days, about the NBA playoffs versus the NHL playoffs. Charles Barkley really sounding the call on TNT the night when he said, you know, thank goodness for the back room and the NHL playoffs because that's exciting. And the NBA playoffs, we know they've been awful. We've had two good games in the entire second round of the playoffs. That's it. It's been bad. It's been very, very bad. At the end of the playoffs, the NHL, regardless as to, you know, you talk about how popular they can say we had a great playoffs. The NBA will have to say we've had a bad playoffs. And because the NBA plays in a much larger above-the-rim game than the NHL does, when they lose ratings, it will be a big deal because there's no such thing as a must-see game in the NBA until you get to the NBA Finals. But why is this? Why do we have this? Why do the best teams always win in the NBA and it doesn't happen in the NHL? Because every year the best teams get as far and they win the championship in the NBA because the teams that are seated first and second, they go on and they win because talent always wins out. It's very boring before you get to the conference semifinals or the conference finals in the NBA finals because you know who's going to win. Talent always wins out. If James Harden winds up beating the Spurs, he will lose and the Rockets will lose to the Warriors because the Warriors will out-talent the Rockets. If Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics win, they will lose to the Cavaliers because they will get out-talented by the Cavaliers. 
talent always wins out. So the best teams always make it to the finals. But in the NHL, look where it is this year. You got the Predators are an eight seed. They're in the Western Conference Finals. They're taking on the Ducks. And in the East, you have the Penguins, and the NHL right now is going, thank goodness we got Sidney Crosby and Penguins in, and they're playing Ottawa. So this is not at all how the NHL would draw this up. Not at all. Why does it happen in the NHL? Why does the best team lose more often than not in the playoffs? Look at the Capitals. They got knocked out tonight. Every year, the Capitals are great. Every single year. This year, they won the Metropolitan Division again, had 118 points, and most points in the NHL, and again, they can't get out of the second round of the playoffs. And Alex Ovechkin, as good as he is, has never gotten out of the second round of the playoffs. Why does this happen? The NHL has an equalizer that the NBA doesn't have. You could be the best team in the world in the NHL, and if you go up against a hot goalie, well, see you later. That can happen to you, and it doesn't matter. It can happen a one plane and eight, and you, you you could be the Blackhawks as great as you are, and suddenly okay, we're going to play Nashville. And whoa, we ran into a buzzsaw. Well, they it muddy up the series. All of a sudden, you don't get to skate, and your your offensive players are their their skills are, are diminished a bit by the way it just gets muddied up. You don't have that flow. You and this is what happened. Just case in point to the Capitals. Look, Matt Murray had a great year goalie for the Penguins, but he got hurt right before game one in their first round against the Blue Jackets. So Marc-Andre Fleury steps in, who's a name that people know. You've heard of Marc-Andre Fleury. He's won a couple of cups. He's on the downside of his career now, but he has come in and played great. He's played great. He's got a save percentage is 930 for the first two rounds of the playoffs. He has been a hot goalie, and he's been an equalizer. It was unexpected, but it is. It doesn't always have to be a team that is pretty good. But that's what happens in the NHL. You run into a hot goalie, and everything your the other team does, suddenly it's equalized. And if you get a couple of bounces, if the puck bounces one way for you, you get an extra deflection, you get a puck that goes in off somebody's skate, it goes your way. If your goalie is a wall, then that team is going to win. That's why the NHL, the playoffs are more exciting, because you don't know who's going to get there, because that can happen. The NBA, it's not as exciting, because... You simply know who's going to get there. It's like this. It's like the two different ways we see the NCAA tournament. People who like the upsets early, right? I like the chaos the first few days of the NCAA tournament. Well, that's exciting, and we'll see exciting games. But by the time we get to the end, we're seeing some teams that, okay, I really don't want to see North Dakota State in the Elite Eight. I'd rather have seen Duke. I, you know, I, I don't want to see Coppin State in the Final Four. I'd rather see UCLA. But you have the excitement of the early rounds. That's the NHL. The NBA is an NCAA tournament without upsets. And the first few rounds are, boy, this is not exciting. I'm just waiting to get to the Elite Eight and the Final Four. And then those rounds are good. But up until then, there's no excitement because talent always wins out. The NHL has that X factor that the NBA just doesn't have. Well, it's did. You take the NHL and it's even the worst team. Take the full regular season into account. It's a couple of shots. It's two, three plays that decide wins and losses and not a full 48 on the court where when you have six, seven deep and then role players that that can slide in and go a little deeper in your bench. I mean, we're watching that with San Antonio and Houston yesterday. We'll see if that has any after effects. The fact that D'Antoni ran only seven players in that game with the the NHL, it's a, a couple of plays. The bounce here off a skate one odd rush or up one power play 
goal that, that make the difference. It's interesting as you go through the, the recent history, and that's going back to 2002, 2003, that you've only had the President's Trophy winner hoist Lord Stanley's Cup twice. Red Wings and, and Blackhawks have done it. In the NBA, the recency bias, three of the last four teams had done it, but then you only had two teams going back to 2002, 2003 in the interim. You had Boston 07, 08, and the Spurs 02, 03, and they had a lot of L's racked up year after year for the team that had the best record. So a little bit uh, of the, the recency of the, the Heat, the Spurs, and the Warriors getting it done, but just the difference in the game and how you consume it. And we look at the the NBA, and we're watching just blowout after blowout. We've had two games decided by fewer than 10 points in the last week and a half of NBA basketball. Think about that. The number of games, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, every night we've got one or two games being televised, and it's blowout after blowout. With the NHL, we had a couple of game sevens tonight. And you're sitting on edge waiting for something crazy to happen. Didn't materialize for Ovechkin and company and the Twitter roast of him <laughs> given a, the political climate is not it, are it's people, not good for people. Are people tweeting at him and Chris Paul because hey you kind yeah, of have the they, same career? Yeah, they kind of have paired those up a little bit as you go. We we did the that earlier you can check the podcast of the whole show on iTunes. Check out the Jason Smith show, give it five stars and and we'll send you love. Also Google Play and Stitcher. Yeah. You get the the, yeah, we, we're like every podcast there. Savoir Faire. Absolutely. Oh, very nice. Yeah, He's everywhere. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. It, it's not to say that the NHL is gaining on the NBA because they're not. The NHL knows where they are. The NHL is very happy to be in the sandbox they're in. Stories about ratings going down, they don't care. They've heard that story for years. They were on Versus for a long time. But the NBA, it's a big deal when you don't have games that people have to see. Tonight... If you were a sports fan, you, you wanted to see the Game 7s right. in hockey. Was the Celtics and the Wizards a must-see game? No, it really wasn't. And, it, and even if you thought it was, right, and you considered that, after about five minutes, because Scott Brooks even told you, we didn't come out with the intensity. We, no kidding. The game was <laughs> over. So you immediately went searching, hey, hey, get the hockey on. <laughs> but that's the that's the issue with the NBA, and that's what they're going to have to fight is that LeBron's got three more, quote, peak years left until he starts hitting the downside of his career. Being a bigger guy, it'll be like Karl Malone when he gets to be 36 years old. But the Warriors aren't going anywhere. They're all going to be together. You know, KD's going to stay, and Steph Curry's going to stay. Regular season success will be great. Look, Draymond Green, as I say, he's got his finger on the TNT button. But the more time goes on when people realize, I don't really need to see this game they're going to have the same problems the NFL does, and that's, boy, ratings are eroding. Why? Because there's no such thing as a must-see game until you get to the NBA Finals, whether it's during the regular season or during the playoffs, because the NBA asks a lot of you. They say, we're going to give you two or three games a night every night for eight months in the playoffs, and you have to watch them, and it's a lot, and people are going to say, you know what? I'm unplugging. Who's playing tonight? Oh, it's the bad series. It's the it's the it's the Celtics and okay, yeah, I don't and, and the Clippers. Yeah, no, I don't need to see that. Yeah, and even and if he watch. doesn't play, everybody's going to talk about LeBron anyway. So right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen, you should do that. Just find a guy and just tweet about him mercilessly. I think that's what I'm going to do. do. I better do put that. it up at a, as a Twitter poll or something. <laughs> Coming up next. 
we're going to throw this out there. There are two stories, and I don't know which one is more unbelievable. One involves The Rock running for president, and the fact that something else could be just as unbelievable, well, we have a dilemma on our hands. That's coming up next, Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. It doesn't matter what you think. And The Rock is president. Brother. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And today when I woke up, I saw there was a plethora. Would you say there was a plethora? There was a plethora of crazy news stories before it was even noon. And I said, oh, my God, it's not even noon. What is going to happen? And then the Mets had that bullpen implosion led by Terry Collins. And I said, ah, that's great. That's the next thing. Well, that's like a squirrel moment for you, though. (laughs) Because you're getting all worried. You're getting anxious. And then you can focus on the Mets. Uh, The first story was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is thinking about running for president. In an interview with GQ, he's done this week, The Rock said that's something he is definitely thinking about. Apparently anybody thinks they can be president. That's what we've done with the office of president now. When Donald Trump ran and won, he's a reality star. He's a business magnate. He had the back page of the New York papers in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. He's always been that. And now everybody thinks, oh, I could be president. I don't have to have experience. I could do it. Maybe it's because we've seen the president now in many television shows and portrayed in the movies, and they think, well, if Morgan Freeman can do it, I can do it. Well, if Martin Sheen can do it, I can do it. I can be president. Mark Cuban thinks he could be president. Well, to be fair, we, we had a president said two terms. There's didn't have the lengthiest of resumes no. in terms of political discourse and, and seating. So that happened Everybody, in recent memory. People so. think, I can be the president. Why? I can do it. And now The Rock thinks he can. Would he be... President The Rock, or would you have to call him President Rock? Pre- I think I'd just call him Sir for fear that he might mm, hit me. It would be, he would probably want to be Dwayne Johnson, but I, I, President Johnson sounds very throwback. I mean, that, the most the, electrifying force uh, in the White House. <laughs> and, uh, uh, his running mate would probably be... And his name is John Cena! So it wouldn't be Vin Diesel? We wouldn't ask him? No. He came in and saved the Fast and Furious franchise, and now he wouldn't ask Vin Diesel to be his vice president? Cena's better on the mic. He's older than Ginobili. Oh, Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah, you're right. You want to mess with me? My vice president you're... is The Undertaker. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, and it's ludicrous coming out, and he's got, like, the ashes. Don't mess with this. But it's a different, not like Paul Bearer, rest in peace. Be like, Don't mess with this. Don't, I got the ashes right here. I got the ashes. Him beating up Kim Jong-un. You imagine what it would be? He would burst in the Oval Office, tear the doors <laughs> off the hinges, and pick him up, spinning him around, throwing him all over the place. Good old JR's doing the color commentary as that occurs. He wouldn't even wear a suit. The Rock would be wearing Under Armour sleeveless tank tops. Why not? Branding. <laughs> Hey, if Kellyanne Conway can kneel on a couch in the Oval Office, The Rock could certainly wear Under Armour in the Oval Office. What's he got? A muscle shirt? (laughs) You get a suit up? No. It's no longer a black tie affair. It's it's just a black shirt. What do you mean? Anything. It could be just something that sticks to your body and shows those guns. Nice. The Rock could be president. Could happen. All right. So that number one bizarre story of the day. And see, that's not that bizarre anymore. 
really The Rock becoming president? With the type of reaction he gets, look, he's injected so much money into the economy. He's going to be in a Baywatch his, movie. Yeah. With Alexander Daddario. Yes. Buddy. You're going to see that, aren't you? You're going to see Why that. Why not? Yeah, because I know you like Alexander Daddario. Hell yeah. Figure there's got to be a Hasselhoff return in there somewhere. Uh-huh. You've got Zac Efron, who's sneaky funny. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a big fan. All right. Ever since his wrestling days uh, of Mr. Johnson. Okay. So. But yes, Alexandra Daddario is is definitely a calling card as well. You wanted me I to have steal not taken the, the cardboard. You wanted me to steal the cardboard you cut out from the movie me. theater. I, I, I haven't asked you for much in our partnership. I couldn't here. get it out. Oh, I couldn't get it out. There's people I couldn't just walk past and go. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm taking this cut out. You know do what it. you could have. I could. I yeah yeah LeBron. Right, you right. tell him. You know what? I will. How about this? Do it. They always throw Make that stuff away. All right, through. enough with a Shia LaBeouf. How about when the movie is leaving theater? I say, hey, can I get the Alexandra? Do it. Dario I think you should put that request in now. I want to get on a list of getting the Dario cut. You don't think there's a list? What? <laughs> you don't think there's one of those guys that, that's putting the, the popcorn in your bucket and refilling it when you come? Do you don't think that guy's going to try to sneak the Dario out the back door? Uh, we're going to go to the movies to see The Circle probably tomorrow or Friday. I will get my name on a list. Is that the one with Tom Hanks? Yes. And, uh, uh, and Hermione, Hermione Granger? Yes. Yeah. So that's, about that? that's bizarre story number one of the yeah, day. Yeah, okay. Here's bizarre story number two. Vladimir Putin yeah. was asked last night about James Comey, FBI director who was fired by President Trump. And, you know, if you're anywhere, you know that's a big story the last day or so. So an enterprising reporter wanted to get reaction from Vladimir Putin. And there's video of this. And it was taken at an ice hockey rink in Russia where Putin was getting ready to play in a hockey game. Mm Kind of like a charity, here's Putin playing against some other people, and you get to watch Putin play hockey. I'm now the president of everybody. So the woman is waiting with a microphone, and Putin comes walking towards the ice, dressed in full hockey gear. He's got his pants on, helmet, everything. He's ready to go. It's kind of like you're a baseball manager. You're dressing up. (laughs) And she stops to interview him, and it looks like it's one of those between-periods interviews. Yeah, hi, I'm I'm here with Penguins captain Sidney Crosby. Sidney, that first period, you guys didn't have a lot of jump. Uh, What happened? Well, you know, we had a lot of, and that's what it looked like. And she starts asking him questions, and he starts answering in Russian, and it's so bizarre. But there was one question that was answered in English, and it sounded very ominous the way it ended. This is about the former FBI director, and and this was how the interview ended at the end. If he does, if he does. (laughs) Whoa! Whoa! I'm going to play hockey with a hockey fan. It was pretty delicious. And I invite you to do the same. He says... To his interpreter, I'm going to play hockey with hockey players. I invite you to do the same. Let's play it one more time, Alex Tyshirt. Let's hear it. You say I'm going to play hockey with a hockey fan. It was pretty delicious. And I invite you to do the same. I think when Vladimir Putin says, I invite you to do the same, you do it, or no one's going to know. Does. No one's going to know. CBS where, News correspondent Elizabeth Palmer. We know where she is. We want to make sure we know where she is. I invite you to do this. That's like a chilling thing out of a movie. And the, the only thing missing is a dun dun after the interpreter says it. So that was his way of saying, let's go have some fun. But since he no, does it in a deadpan kind of dude, people, speech. People are disappearing and dying in Russia that have anything to do with anything. 
I mean, you when you when you get a message from Putin's interpreter that says, "I invite you to do the same." Yeah. See, listen here. Do it. What, no, it's like Crash Bandicoot. Remember the video game character? Wouldn't it be great if we could all play hockey? That's what Putin's doing. No, no, no. He's inviting everybody into the rink. Alex Tyshirt, play it again, and then play the ominous music at the end, and you'll you'll get what I'm saying. Go ahead. He does. No. He does. <laughs> you see, I'm going to play hockey with a hockey fan. It was pretty delicious. And I invite you to do the same. Yeah. I invite you to do the same means if you don't do this, you're wearing cement galoshes at the bottom of Gorky Park. Gorky Park. I don't know. Is there a wait? Is there a, is there a, 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 a is there a pond in Gorky Park? I don't know. It's a, it's it's a nice park. Kind of it's got to be there somewhere. Yeah, so. I think though. Then my favorite part of it was after this happened, they showed video of Putin playing. Yeah, and he's got the puck. Nobody is coming near him to take the puck away. The, the guys playing defense are just standing like, uh, like when a little kid has the puck and they're like, okay, come on, skate around, skate around. It's like, if you take the puck away from Putin, you're with that reporter. How you're great done. would that have been, though? If all of a sudden she laced him up, <laughs> him sliding up and checked him into the board. The Capitals could have used him tonight. Oh, right. you know, yeah. You think anybody would have checked Putin? Forget it. They'd have won. They'd have won, They'd have won eight nothing tonight. He would have gave Crosby a concussion. <laughs> You're going to hell, Frostburg. You're really going yeah, to hell. Yeah, I have time, sure. That's something from the Geico Studios. I did not expect to have the story take a left turn like that. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, ask Putin about hockey, and then get told you better go watch the game. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All I have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more in car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Coming up next, the biggest developing story out of the National Football League. If he dies, he dies. But first, here's what's trending. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carbon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, including our conversations about the NBA, the NHL playoffs, the NBA versus the NHL playoffs, Putin doing hockey interviews and possibly threatening reporters, The Rock running for president, or what we're going to talk about next, which is Colin Kaepernick not having a job. Don't forget, right after the show is over, so pretty much a half hour or so from now, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, the entire podcast of the show will be there. You can download it, listen to it at your leisure. Enjoy it. Rate it. Give us five stars. We will love you forever and ever and ever. But speaking of Colin Kaepernick, we've talked a lot tonight about how Blaine Gabbert, gee, that's me, this is coming to Arizona. Blaine Gabbert going to sign a one-year deal for approximately $900,000 to back up Carson Palmer in Arizona, to fight to back up Carson right. Palmer in Arizona. And when that story happened, it was like that was what people on social media were waiting for to let loose on Colin Kaepernick is officially blackballed from the NFL. So everybody's, I'm waiting because I want to do this because I want to show how Kaepernick is blackballed because of his political beliefs, and that's what it is. And it's not. You say that, you're dumb. You sound dumb because you are. Not that that's not a part of it. But that's maybe 30%. And it's a 1B answer to the 1A answer, which is Kaepernick's not in the NFL right now because the arrow's going down on his career. No one thinks he's a starting quarterback. 
Other starting quarterbacks, Tony Romo couldn't get a job this offseason. Jay Cutler didn't get a job this offseason. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a job this offseason. Guys are not getting jobs, and they're being forced into retirement. Colin Kaepernick, you can't dress up that he was good last year. He had some good numbers in some games, but he didn't win games. And I watched the guy play. Every, I watched all the games every Sunday. He didn't play well. He had a couple of games where things were up, but it's garbage time. It's the Niners getting blown out. He's not a good quarterback, and the arrow is going down on him. When the arrow is going down, no one's interested in you as a starting quarterback. Now, what about a backup? Oh, you, How does he not have a job, but all these other guys have a job? And Blaine Gabbert. If you want to tweet out that it's politics, do you know that Blaine, that Colin Kaepernick has said, I don't want a backup job? Is Colin Kaepernick okay with playing for one year and $900,000? The guy backed out of a lot of money in his contract. And do we even know that? No, you don't. Does, we, does he want to be a backup? Because that's the only job that's open to him. No one thinks he is a starter. No one does. Does he want to be a backup? I don't even know that he said it. So you can't tell me now it's about being blackballed. It's about all his political stances. And he want... That's reason number 1B or reason 2. Because the reason Kaepernick's not in the NFL right now is because no team thinks he's the answer. They don't think he's a starting quarterback. And we don't even know if Kaepernick wants to be a backup. Reason two is like, this is on top of reason one. Because if Kaepernick was any good, he would be playing regardless of his political beliefs. Regardless. Because he would be an asset to the team. Because other guys who have done really bad things, all Kaepernick has done is take a social stance. We got guys who are beating up women, come to back to the NFL, come play. Come play. Beating up kids, come play. We do that because you have talent and you can contribute. So if Colin Kaepernick, social justice warrior, had talent, they would welcome him back to the NFL with open arms. But he doesn't have it. He's not the answer anymore. He hasn't been good in over three years. And when they turn the page on you as a quarterback, they turn the page on you. Why do guys like Mark Sanchez have a job? Sanchez is eminently okay with being a backup now. He knows. That's his NFL career. Maybe he gets a chance to start if somebody gets injured, but maybe not. That's his NFL career. People know. I'm okay with being a backup. If I hear Colin Kaepernick say, I have told many teams I'd be willing to be a backup quarterback, and and they still are not calling me, and, and we find out that's the case, well, then okay. But I have not heard it. So you can't tell me, oh, he's being blackballed. The politics is on top of he's not any good. So why am I bringing in a guy who's not any good if I may have to worry about something politically with him? That's 30% of it. The main reason is his talent level and his status in the National Football League. That's it. That's the reason. Because anything else could be worked out around if he was still good. Yeah, if we go into his splits from last year, he completed 72% of his passes in the first half of games and then was a marginal quarterback in the second half. We look at how bad that team was overall. But when we, we take Colin Kaepernick on the whole and we look at his Career completion percentages is a shade below 60%. And we go back to his earliest days. What could he do? He ran well. He extended plays. And you tailored an offense to do what suited him best. If he's coming in as a backup, you're not tailoring an offense to do what suits him best. You're just not doing it. So that's part one. And we're talking about a a diminished product. Could he still be good in the right system? Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. But right now, we, we equate him as we, we talk about Tebow here, and we bring him up, and you yell at him anytime he, he comes into the fray. I'm very, very excited about yeah, it. And there he, shut up, Tim. And there he is again. But I am bringing him into the conversation, so it's you know appropriate that we hear his voice, is that 
with Tim Tebow. He won games, right? That was always the thing. He's a winner. Completes 50% of his passes, actually sub 50%, but will round up because it sounds better and makes him look a little better when it's all said and done, is you're not taking on a bunch of flack, questions, distractions, whatever term you want to call it, for a guy who's competing to be your backup quarterback. Then you get into the whole money situation based on where he was with his salary to go down to where Gabbert was. And Gabbert now is, I guess, the trivia question uh, answer going forward of, all right, which is the guy that set the bar? Where was the line in the sand in terms of outrage? And Blaine Gabbert getting the job was it. And then you ask another question, right? We don't, we'll never know the answer because teams aren't going to start saying, yeah, we had conversations with him or his people or whatever else. But does Colin Kaepernick want to play? Is it better for what he's trying to do, getting back in the league, or being the guy that doesn't have a contract? And so it picks up that kind of momentum because we then go into all of what he's doing off the field and there's been some some great things. There's no question about it. But when we're we're talking about teams bringing him in, is it better for the overall mission if he remains unsigned? Yeah. And even a guy like Michael Floyd got a job today. The Vikings signed him. Me, he got cut by the Cardinals. Former first round pick got cut after he was arrested on drunken driving car charges in Scottsdale when he was unconscious behind the wheel of his vehicle, was running at an intersection. Then the Patriots signed him because the Patriots thought he could still play, and now the Vikings signed him. If they think you can play, there is nothing you can do that people will say, we don't want you in the league. You know, the only, the only situation was Ray Rice because of the video, but even then, Ray Rice had a lot of carries. Was Ray, did Ray Rice still have a lot left in the tank? Not many teams thought he was, so. He didn't look very good the last no. year. Running back's a disposable position. If he's going to come in and compete after a number of years in the league for a secondary job, it becomes the is it worth it test, and that's going to be part of it. Is he any good, and it, how does this benefit us? If the, you lose on both of those as we're doing the basic math, then you're going to be left out in the cold. Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, the play of the night. And I'm already cringing because I know what one of them is going to be. Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Good news. Go to geico.com right now, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more in car insurance. Take it, R. Kelly. Oh, it always puts you in a, whatever kind of mood you're in, your underwear just feels a little bit silkier after listening to that. Well, especially after you celebrate some Game 7 action. Blowout in the NBA, so plenty of time to get yourself ready. Do all your manicuring. Mm. <laughs> Maybe shave. Do your manicuring. Yeah. You got to go get some manicuring done. Why not? I, Manicure. It's, yeah, well, I get Manicure. pedicures. Manicures I don't get done. Manicure, well, because, you know, it's, I don't know, I just don't. You could be a hand model. Yeah. Oh, no, my fingers. With your panda hands. No, are you kidding? It could be, boy, do you have swollen fingers like this? I could be the beforehand in a commercial. You're, right, you're the guy with hot like dog this. fingers. I, and, that, and, then, that. and then it cuts me and I'm the guy that can't get his wedding ring off. Oh, well, you got to well. cut the sodium, buddy. Got to cut the sodium. It helps. Look, I've changed my diet. Mine comes right off now. You'd be a great stunt double for a Ninja Turtle. Oh. <laughs> 
Ninja Turtle, you better stop pushing me. No, I'd be a before That's guy. That's it. I'm bringing you one of those bandanas with the eye holes cut out <laughs> tomorrow. And you're going to have to wear that for the whole show. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I wish. Believe me. I wish. My football career would have gone a lot differently if I had bigger hands. If I didn't have these small, tiny-ass hands, I'd have been a quarterback, and I'd have been good. There's so many other jokes I'd to have go off so of that. Good. I'm just going to leave them alone. I'll tell you, because- It what, is that time of night, though. It was a little slide over, baby. Once in high school, it went from, I can throw that, because I always was the quarterback. You could throw a football we over a mountain. I, you, no, you junior. played quarterback in, in pickup no, games. No, 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 you weren't was, playing quarterback for your high school. No, no, no. I was a scout team quarterback in uh, my freshman year and my junior year. Did you I was take, a scout the, team quarterback. take the league minimum to do that? No, no, no. In high school, I was a scout team quarterback- uh, freshman year and mostly junior year, I was a scout team. I was quarterback. trying to ask you if you were accepting the league minimum to no, be a back. No, no, no. I didn't mind because they they said don't hit the quarterbacks. We got to get the playoff because normally <laughs> I'm playing scout team behind like the second string. Oh yeah, lineman and you know they're getting well, we've seen your through first, every play. Yeah, we've seen your first. So it's step, not just so that's me. not good. So they've saved, so they told the defensive lineman. They said, look, if you get to Jason. Let the quarterback throw because they got you know what kind of what does it prove if you know they just blow through and and they sack me so I always knew I wasn't getting hit so I could stand in there and throw and I was like yeah I couldn't really see that well over the line of scrimmage but I was like at the ball there well if you got that Drew Brees trajectory that thing he's got that arm angle it's perfect coach can you design the scout team offense around my skills and get me outside the pocket. No, I forget about the sky. Wait, well, wait, 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 what did you say? <laughs> Around my skills and get me Around outside. Of I understand the whole purpose of scout team is to show you what the other team is going to do Saturday, <laughs> but I really feel like I can take advantage of my skills with that. But once we got to the re, you know, the ball we use in high school, I'm like, I I can't throw this more than twenty yards. Not that there was a bunch of passing plays in high school when I was there. Everybody ran the ball a lot. But I was like, I can't throw the ball that far. I can throw a Duke Junior fifty yards. And the I was Duke like, Junior. Was, yeah, that was a great, my favorite ball. Like, that's on a button. I mean, I had a long release, a long windup, so I would have had to, you know, they would have teach me a little bit like Tebow. But I could do it. But then once I, I said, I can't throw this ball. I, I can't do it because I got hands like Panda Bear. I got Jared Goff hands. I could change hands with Jared Goff. He would go, oh, oh this is even worse than what I had before. I think and my, it comes with a sodium-filled Hot dog fingers. I think my hand, and you can't get the ring off. I think my hand measures like four inches from the from the 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 bottom of my wrist to the top of my middle finger. All right, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Time for the play of the night from the Geico Studios. Oh, uh, we have a dual play of the night because we had two game sevens. The Double first up. one. Congratulations. We're five on five. Gets lap, moves in, cross ice, feed back in front, net misconnecting with Richie and a setup from Perry. Richie shoots, he scores! Nick Richie snapped one by Cam Talbot to put the Anaheim Ducks ahead. Two to one. Ducks Radio Network on the call. They win it by that final of two to one. They head to the Western Conference Finals where the Nashville Predators await. And every time I hear a uh, a play-by-play guy talk about Nick Ritchie. All I think of is true romance, and Michael Rapport's character was Dick Ritchie. They call him that the whole time. <laughs> he had the auditions. Bill Shatner's on the hood, and you're driving the car. And they call. They say, Dick Ritchie, Dick Ritchie. I keep thinking of Dick Ritchie from True Romance. Michael Rapport. There you go. Nicely done. Underrated movie, True Romance. Oh, True Romance was hilarious. I don't have any friends. I have Floyd. All I have is bleeping Floyd. Brad Pitt getting after it, just laying on the couch. Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. You go through. Great Get Gary it. Oldman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, Who great or what the blank is a Drexel? 
Classic. That too. (laughs) Not to be outdone in the Eastern Conference. It's another year where Alex Ovechkin will have to go home and tell Vladimir Putin, I'm sorry I couldn't do any better. Back with Penguins Avenue. Here's a backhander by Cornquist. He shoots and scores. Patrick Cornquist on the backhander. Beats Hopi off his glove. And he smoked him like a bad cigar. The Penguins lead 2 to nothing. Oh, scratch my back with a hacksaw. Mike Lang, Penguins Radio Network, on the call. I'm waiting for the... You know, buy Sam a drink and buy his dog one, too. That's probably my favorite one. That's a good one. And the other one is when he, uh, the other coach doesn't know whether to cry or wind his watch. I never know what that meant, but I always like that one, That's a pretty too. good one. We'll be watching what happens now with the Capitals as they get bounced unceremoniously. Oh, yeah, listen. You said that during the show. <laughs> yeah. No one ever gets bounced ceremoniously. Well, they do the because they do the handshake. No, but there's no, like— They're jettisoned into the good night with a— Hey, we'll see you in hell. No, you Shake get, my hand. You get bounced unceremoniously like you're getting thrown out of a club. If you're bounced ceremoniously, it's like, oh, and there they are. The Capitals lose. But there he is in his king's throne. The Penguins are carrying him around the ice so he can wave to the fans before they deposit him on the ground and they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, so it's only that appropriate that in the greater Maryland era area tonight, Metallica was playing, which means they could have been playing King Nothing right as Ovechkin and the Capitals were bounced from the playoffs. How about that? Twitter is how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, we are live from the Geico Studios. Don't forget, you can download our podcast coming up in just a few minutes. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. It's right there. Listen to anything you missed on the show. Rate it. Give us five stars. We will love you forever and ever. For Mike Harmon, I'm Jason Smith. Twitter again at How About a Fresca. Chris Berman, nothing but love for you, my friend. Nothing but love. Ben Maller coming up next. Fox Sports Radio. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 